Hello and welcome to episode one of the 206.com podcast. This episode features an interview with the creators of a new web series called Cuddle, which tells the story of an actress returning home to Seattle to start a new career within the very unique world of cuddle therapy, which, if you didn't know, is a real thing. Uh, On hand for the interview is lead actress Hope Shanti, producer Constance Valines, and director John Heldy, and the interview is made possible by my friends at Smart House Creative. Thanks for listening and enjoy the interview. Hi, this is Mark with 206.com, and I am sitting here with the creators of a cool new web series that's about to debut called Cuddle. It's about a uh, professional cuddler, and I'm going to let them explain here in a little bit moment. In a moment, but I'm sitting with producer Constance Valines, Hope Shanti, lead actress, and director John Heldy. Welcome, folks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for being here. And my first question, and I think this is going to be a question that a lot of people have, is professional cuddling is a real thing, right? Yes. (laughs) It is a real thing. So where did the idea come from to make, you know, any type, like you're doing a web series, but any type of a media about this this unique profession, where'd that come from? The fourth member of our team, it's great to mention right now, is Adeline Colangelo, our creator and screenwriter. And she's based in L.A. Um, we met by chance, friend of friends, at um, the Austin Film Festival uh, a few years back. And uh, she and I just started sharing work back and forth. Because sometimes, you know, meet people at festivals is a great place to meet other writers, other filmmakers. We kept in touch, sharing work back and forth. I read this TV pilot that she had written called Cuddle. And I just, I laughed a lot at it. I just related to the whole idea. Um, and the way it was taking on this sort of, you know, quirky new self-help idea, but it had something to say about isolation in the digital age. So I was really taken with it, and we started talking about just why don't we get it going as a as a independent series? Sure. So thoughts from. Yeah, it's like you were saying, it is kind of taken out of the headlines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big thing these days. I mean, there were, um, you know. New York Times wrote it, wrote up about it. It's a, it's a real thing. Cuddle therapy is a real thing, and um, it, it definitely was for me um, one of the things that really drew me to the project. I, um, you know, I come from a dance background as well, so to me, and also I'm from Europe, so to me, the physical touch and hugging is very normal. But I know here in the U.S., that's you know not everybody is a hugger. So um, knowing that there's going to be a comedy made about uh, you know the cuddle therapist and trying to find her ways and you know um, just promoting the the point of human touch and, and you know connection right. nowadays was uh, was something that really drew me to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Hope as the lead actress. Let me reframe the question a little bit. <laughs> kind, of, kind of the same idea, but you're the one that's actually taking on this character. Yeah. Like, what were your first thoughts about it? Like, what drew you to it? How did you become involved? And then just, how do you prepare for something like that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I saw Connie and John uh, put out a casting call on one of the like call boards. 
um, back in actually 2016 is when I first auditioned for the project. And I also have a background in dance and um, I do some energy healing work and stuff like that. And I actually have friends at that point in time who were cuddle therapists. So I was already familiar with it and I thought it was a really cool thing. Um, and I like also with my background in dance, I, uh, which I'm doing a lot of like contact improv and stuff like that. I'm so familiar with like how important, like it's, it's insane almost like how much of a difference like human touch creates. Mm -hmm. Um, on almost like a cellular level it's like like and that was what we were just at the Saturday market or sorry Sunday Ballard market like giving hugs and there would be some people who you'd give a hug and you could like really feel like they totally received it and like yeah. they left with a different look on their face and <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I was really excited when I saw the web series and saw that people were talking about mm -hmm. cuddle therapy, because uh, it is, it is kind of like a weird, strange thing. A lot of people, now it's more known, but when I first started talking about it, people were like, is that, is that a real thing? Like, <laughs> do people actually get paid to cuddle people? And I'm right. like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, um, I had, I, we interviewed actually one of my friends who is a cuddle therapist to just kind of find out like what her process is when she's getting new clients and how, where she finds clients and things like that. So that was a great, um, sort of stepping stone for me at least to kind of get into the character's head and, and not that we used every, you know, that Dina is exactly like this, this other cuddle therapist, but it was just really great to kind of like find out more about what the world of cuddle therapy is, True. um, from someone who was doing it. Um, and then also, I mean, I did, yeah, I, I was, I, we, we kind of threw you right in it. Yeah. Like, doing our casting. I mean, John had chosen a, a really good scene out of, uh, out of the pilot episode, um, where, you know, Dina gets to, uh, cuddle with, um, Ruben, who is one of the male characters in that, in that series. Oh, that's right, in my audition. Yeah, yeah. and it was, um... We had it at our production office, and it was it was funny because it was like a you know she we, we threw her right in there like here you go you have to cuddle this guy <laughs> and, um, and it was on this leather couch that was really creaky and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different kind of casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> it was in that casting couch. Right, we did right. ask if you would be okay couch. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was completely consensual. So yeah, we kind of like and I think you just like took your shoes off and I mean Hope just came in like took her shoes off and like yeah. I, I, I'll cuddle this guy. You know, so, yeah. Well, I would imagine right off the bat as a director and producer, that's a big sign that says this could be our, our, our actress, right? Yeah, definitely. We, we loved Hope from the moment she walked in the door. Um, <laughs> she just seemed to be a great fit for right. this character. We actually looked, I, I really wanted to see who was out there because I have a number of friends in the acting community here um, who I was also thinking of, but it had been a while since I'd done like a just a cold audition process mm -hmm. so that was why we we posted the the casting call and um, we saw 20 i think 20 plus um yeah two days of women for this <laughs> yeah for this role and, and hope uh, was rest in top so oh wow really happy to find her yeah actually. definitely so as a director, again, going back to the fact that this is a really unique topic and you're thinking in your head, I'm going to be filming all these various cuddling scenes, like, tell me about, like, the process you went through of, like, preparation for, like, from behind the camera. Yeah, I like to work with each actor individually to kind of build up the backstory for them. Um, we had just done a feature called Brown's Canyon where the whole concept of that, the way it was made, was working with the actors mm -hmm. to develop the story. 
before scripting even. Um, so this was fun to go back to more traditional way of working. And for me, I don't, I usually write a lot of the material that I direct. So it was also for me different to be working with a writer mm -hmm. in this way and very fun and refreshing that way um, to be like, okay, these are scripts, they're short bits and we want to tell the story in this way. Um, uh, one of the things I wanted to do was work with Hope quite a bit to develop the backstory of her character and like who is this person why does she do what she does which is I mean what you should do for, for any, any project but the other way this is different from Brown's Canyon is that was the previous feature was very much an ensemble and this show revolves around one central character right. everybody revolves around her everybody orbits the, <laughs> the son of hope as it were um so one of the first things we did, I think, is is really, um, even though it was scripted and we weren't developing the script through improvisation, we did um, a, had a lot of conversations together about the entire past of this character. What, what you know, she grew up in Seattle. Why did she go to LA? I mean, she there's a whole story there that Adeline had had started, which is great. We had a lot to work with, and then I think then we added to that. Um, over several sessions. And then I tried to bring that to all the other actors as well, even though those are smaller parts in this. There, we would have some uh, conversation before we started about like really building that, that character out. Because I thought, it, I mean, it has the chance to fall into sort of slapstickiness, mm -hmm. these are the call sessions, right. um, because it is so physical and humorous. Um, and I like that part of it, but I wanted to be sure that the characters were also like real people. That, and that's that's what I love about the, the script is that yeah. it, it's it's funny on the service level and there's a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and actually that brings up a good point. Constance, you and I were chatting earlier today about how respectful the web series treats the material. So could you talk about that a little bit more about what we talked about? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we even though it's a comedy, we want it was very important to us to make sure that. Um, it doesn't come across as um, us making fun of uh, cuddle therapy, any type of therapy, or um, just human touch in general. So also we want to make sure that people know it's not a sexual thing either. Mm -hmm. So um, in, in, I think Adeline did a fantastic job by the way she wrote the material, so we really had a lot to work with um, by just the material she gave us. Um, but it's definitely, it, we definitely had to make sure that we're not just, uh, just for the laughs, put something in that could later on maybe seem offensive to somebody who, you know, who does actually go to somebody to get cuddled or, or a cuddle therapist. And we have actually a lot of cuddle therapists or some cuddle therapists who follow us on Facebook. And I want to make sure that they know we... We support the therapy. We are talking about this person's life. Mm -hmm. It's her journey in wanting to do that. Um, but in the end, our main message is cuddling or human touch is important. And sure. it is something that, you know, some people are missing nowadays. Um, so yeah, that's... Yeah, well, I feel like it's such a timely topic right now as well. You know, mental health is a big thing that's, that's out there. And then, you know, like you said, touching or lack of touching is such a 
I don't know if you want to call it an issue, but it's a topic that a lot yeah. of people are becoming more and more aware of. So any thoughts from anybody who wants to throw out there? Yeah, well, I think that was, again, that was another reason I was really drawn to the, the series right off the bat was I was like, how cool would it be if more people knew that this was an option, mm. that you had this like safe place to get platonic touch or like mm. non-sexual touch or whatever you want to call it. But like, like the, you have a safe space where you can get huddled. And because I, I, I just look at like, like for myself in my own life, the number of times where I've had interactions that have maybe gone like further than I wanted it to, but really all I craved was just like someone to hold me. Right. And and I think and again like I'm so lucky that I have this great like dance community where you know like we'll do a dance and then we'll all like cuddle on beanbags afterwards or whatever. <laughs> so it's like like and I I'm I am so fortunate to have that, but I know that a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. And I just I was so struck by the idea of like if if this web series like gets out to people and people can in this episodic series like if people can know that this is a possibility mm -hmm. like how, how many people's lives could that actually change sure. yeah and well, i think the, also oh sorry go ahead i think also the 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 point is also not so much that it's just hope cuddling or or peanut cuddling yeah. like this one male person mm -hmm. or something like that it's it's the whole idea of of being closer in actual real human touch like for me for example i'm a mom I have a husband. I, I do. I get a lot of cuddles from my children. I'm very lucky to like have that in my life. But I know young people might not have that. They're yeah. dating. They're you know, you know. They don't have that. They're they're busy with their lives. They're on their computers all the time. They're connecting via you know some website or whatever. And so to bring that fact back in that cuddling is okay, human touch is okay, yeah. hugging is okay, and. Um, that's, I think, why we're bringing it outside, too. It's not right, a room right. out. You have to do it on the couch or in the bedroom. It's like, at the market. Yeah. Oh, it's just the idea of connection, too, more broadly, yeah. like, really um, hit me. I think, actually, looking back on it, a lot of the work I've done has isolation versus connection as, mm -hmm. a, as a theme, and I, it's very present in, as a thematic element in this, in this show. Uh, in spite of the humor, um, you know, we live in a time which I think a lot of people are dealing with on some level or another where we've gotten used to being very connected electronically. Right. We can talk to people in China, you know, at the drop of a hat um, where, you know, 50 years ago that was a totally different matter. So we live in this incredibly connected world. But the, the irony, the flip side of that is that we're actually less connected in certain ways. Yeah. Physically, um, people are, you know, in their own spaces on a screen instead of interacting uh, in person. Right, so right. that's something that's just really relevant and we don't exactly know, it's it's all, it's like we're all part of a big social experiment. We don't, <laughs> we don't exactly know where that's going. Like, that what does true. it mean? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we're absolutely. figuring it out as we go. Yeah, yeah um, and we're getting taken on a ride too for Dina, the character also, mm -hmm. because she's also still figuring all those things out. Right. And she's trying to figure out her own life. She's, yeah. I mean, as a character, she's been through these some traumatic uh, stuff, tried some things that didn't work out. She's sort of the backstory is, and Hope could say more about this, but she, in a way, hit bottom and has come home and is trying to trying to build up a new life for herself. So that's always yeah. an intriguing um, way to approach a character. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. So, who who is Dina? Uh, <laughs> Dina is a woman who. Um, invested her entire life in well so that she had just moved home from pursuing a career in acting in LA and um, 
that was something I could really identify with because uh, artists in general, when, when, when we go and we like put everything into one thing, you know, that's what it is. All of our eggs are in one basket mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and it didn't work out for her. So she had hit rock bottom um, in some relationships as well and uh, came home and really, to me, like there was this pinnacle moment for her where she was just like, I, like this is not working. Like how can I, how can I take everything that I've learned and how can I change the world? And that's where cuddle therapy came from. And she had seen it and she was like, okay, cool. Well, like how can I, what difference can I make in the world today now that, you know, I've seen all these other things kind of like crash and burn, mm -hmm. but like where can we really create change? And so um, that's where it springs from. But there is really this quality of, of her loneliness in the series as well. And that a lot of it is still her struggling to figure out how to connect not just with others, but also I think with herself and how to create that space of like actual connection um, in Yeah, and I think also her real, her real strong desire. I mean, it's such a real desire for her to wanting to change the world yeah. by like one hug at a time. I mean, she just, <laughs> she feels like if she could just hug everybody, it would be so much better, which maybe in some ways is true. So, yeah. you know, we'll have to find out. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a idealism that Dina has. Mm -hmm. And one thing I thought was really interesting about the characters, I believe it's the second episode, in, which shot at Greenlight, that's the second one, right? And there's a character that really flips that over, and you know, you can see it on Dina's face. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a lot of questions that are brought up right off the bat. So tell me about that a little bit of like, there's this idealism versus what she has going on in her own head as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think not particular. I'm like, how much can we spoil? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just promise you'll still watch it. No, I, I think in that particular episode, it really, I was drawing a lot on, again, this backstory of this personal relationship. So mm -hmm. Dina is still healing from um, a personal romantic relationship that had kind of crashed and burned in a number of ways. And so in that, that is, it's, it's such a, it's cool, so cool that that's like what you saw in that moment mm -hmm. because she's confronted with this person who um, invites her out and <laughs> she like doesn't know what to do with that. That's again, it's like, we have all these moments where like the actual connection's there and you're like, you freeze and you're like, it's like a deer in headlights <laughs> and you're like, um, um. <laughs> also, she's so committed to her new business. Yeah, and yeah. She's so... That idealism is there. She's so like, I am here for this, and now this guy comes here, and he's really cute, and he's asking me, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't because I'm working, and I don't know what to do about this now. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it shows her humanity for sure, and that, but she's also making choices, obviously, at that moment that um, you know she she's committed to what she's doing it's yeah. not just like yeah. something that she had an idea for yeah 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 now that scene also takes place at green lake tell me about filming there <laughs> I, from what i understand there's some there's some fun fun stories about about being out there at green lake yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it was a lot colder than we thought it was oh, gonna yeah. be that day it was um, early spring, so it was March. Uh, yeah. The leaves weren't on the trees yet. I remember that. It was pretty cold. Yeah. We got there. I think the first thing we got, we decided where the shot was going to be. We got the camera set up. 
there was in place. And literally, like, we were ready to roll, I think, and this, like, incredible horde of runners comes running down the trail. Oh, no. And we realized we had, we had just hit the beginning of the, what was it called? The Mimosa 5K the or something. The 5K. Yeah. Or, like, some Mimosa like, Marathon. Mimosa and Bacon Marathon around oh Green Lake or something. So all of a sudden, these, like... Thousands of people are rushing by. Been so it's Mimosa. like we wanted people on the trail, but maybe not that many. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole shtick of it was like that Dina's out trying to promote. She's so the, the free hug or the need a hug sign that we were using is actually in that episode, and she's like at Green Lake trying to give out hugs. Everybody's ignoring her, but now we have all these people who've been drinking champagne all morning who are like, "I'll give you a hug." Oh, so, no. People were peeling off of the race. Yeah, so yeah. Or not realizing that we were filming it. They were just like, "Hey." <laughs> but logistically, I mean, it was it was great. I, I love living in a city like Seattle. Um, they're so supportive of independent filmmaking. Um, yeah. I really do feel that way. Uh, yeah, you have to make sure you get your permits and those kind of things. But they are so supportive mm. of smaller budget productions. And as long as you provide them with everything, they're like, yeah, you can shoot a green egg. It's great. You know, just do that. And so we scouted. You know, a while before that, knew where we wanted to shoot. Um, the Green Lake Community Center was super supportive and letting us kind of be base camp and having our lunch there and stuff like that. So it, it was quite nice it's, to work there. It's both yeah. logistically hard to deal with, you know, just because there's so much randomness going on, people passing by. Yeah. Um, but for me, the flip side is the authenticity. I love shooting in places like that because right. in spite of the airplanes and the dogs and the, the bicycles, <laughs> yeah. um, you get all this um, texture. You know, we don't necessarily see specific people. It's just but you, you feel like the characters exist mm. in real, in right, real right. life. And for me, I, I love that. I love that, that realism. Like, she's just there and people are doing their thing and she's doing yeah. her thing and we're filming it and people are climbing on tight ropes in the background <laughs> walking their dogs and I mean you, there's no way you could hire the extras to do that right, exactly. <laughs> well, you're exactly right too it's like when I watch those scenes I'm like I think I know exactly where that's at yeah. Yeah. And so you, know, you definitely get that sense of place and the whole everywhere the different houses and neighborhoods it all definitely felt like Seattle so um, Constance you had mentioned the Seattle film community I know you premiered it as the first episode at SIF yes. What, yes. Was, what was the reaction during that shorts block like how did people receive the, your, that first episode oh we had like an overwhelmingly great response to to the screening at SIF. Uh, people really loved it. Um, I've, I've seen some comments online to like a trailer up online. Some people like, I noticed Green Lake, or I just, like they're spotting things in our trailers where they're really excited about um, that it is made here in Seattle. I think, you know, there's, we're so used to now seeing things that are uh -huh. in Seattle, but they actually shot up in Vancouver, yeah. and there's like that one one shot of the, you know, the Space, Space Needle, and then, okay, but everything else is shot up in Vancouver or wherever on the soundstage in LA. In Georgia. So, <laughs> so to, um, I think for people to really see, like, yeah, we did. We, we got all of our cast and crew here, you know, except for, you said, Adeline, who's down in LA, but like everybody Everybody else, uh, we, we really wanted to make sure that we are, you know, using actors who are here and the great, you know, crew people that work in this town and um, keep it here. So yeah, and the, the the response was great. People people really loved it. We had so many people coming up to us wanting to see 
the whole series and we had a great weekend. I like I, yeah. I was super excited so it was about this. Sifasa programmed a very strong package. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all the, I thought all the other episodics by and large were really great, and mm -hmm. it, it, the the package flowed really well. Yeah. Um, and the audience responded great. It was also exciting because I think we were actually one of the only local ones that right. they cool. screened. So we would meet with all these other filmmakers, and they're all, you know, from all over, you know, the country. York, and LA. we're like, oh, we're, you know, we're from here. Yeah. <laughs> we're the local ones, so yeah. Sure. Now, um, for the future of the web series, I know as we're sitting here talking, we're a little bit less than a week away from the big premiere at Northwest Film Forum. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll probably have this posted maybe shortly after, so kind of speak in that context of like, you've got the premiere, and then how will people be able to, to see it at that point? Best thing is to go to cuddletheseries.com, mm -hmm. the website, so we'll either embed or link to the show from there, you should be able to watch it right from there, sure. when it goes live, yeah. or, so, so or, from, or link from Facebook, I mean we have a pretty, right. we keep our Facebook page active. So. Okay, so that's cuddletheseries.com, and then same thing if you search that on Facebook, you'll go yeah. point in the right yeah. direction, yeah. direction from there. So the series is the handle. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram both. Right. Now we've talked a lot about the, you know, the mental health aspects, the personal story of, of um, Hope, your character. Is there any other type of messaging you want to people to get out of watching this series or maybe just you know give one last thought of like here's why you should watch cuddle the series <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> uh, no that was actually like i love i always love watching people's reactions to it because i think it's a really relatable and our, our i mean all of the characters throughout it are amazing adeline did just an incredible job with writing and like writing this very like relatable and funny and like in many ways often awkward characters but um i it's 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 got so much heart to it as well and so i when we uh we crowdfunded um for our first season mm -hmm. and we did this launch party here in seattle where we screened the pilot and um we had even like older gentlemen coming up to us and and they were like i i cried at the end of that but also at the same time it's like the room was full of laughter yeah. so it is it is really i love part of what i love about it is that it is this like hybrid where it's really funny like <laughs> that was one of the reasons i was drawn to it right off the bat when when with the audition was the script was just like so raucous and off the wall mm -hmm. funny um but it does still really make you think in a lot of ways um yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I just think it's a comedy that has something to say about the way we live right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I like about it, and that's what I hope other people see in it. Um, sure. Yeah, and I think I would add, aside from all these things that have already been said, is it's um, it's nice little bite sizes of uh, stories that uh, are you know you can decide to watch them all at once and. Um, there's still a storyline or an arc to it, so, but each of them uh, are kind of like their own story in their own. So uh, you can watch one episode, hopefully watch them all and uh, want to see more once you're done with them all. But yeah, it's, since they're all you know, short form, it's, it's really kind of like an, an easy way to just see something and escape for like 35, 40 minutes. Definitely. Or seven minutes if you want yeah. to watch one. Or yeah, if you just want to watch one, yes. One episode, <laughs> absolutely. One at a time. Like little or 14 candy. if you want to see two. 
<laughs> like a box of candies. Yeah, exactly. You see where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of different ways you can sit down and check it out. So, no, but I, I really appreciate the three of you sitting down and talking with me about Cuddle the Series, and I wish you all the best with the project and, and uh, all the best in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. For yeah, this is Mark Morin with 206.com. thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview and please check out Cuddle, which is available to watch for free on CuddleTheSeries.com. Also, just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to Constance, Hope, and John for taking the time to talk with me about Cuddle the Series. And also again, thank you to Smart House Creative for creating the opportunity. The next 206.com podcast episode will be released on Monday, July 8th which will feature the debut of the cinematic six-pack and contact high segments. The six-pack of movies I'll be talking about are Toy Story 4, Booksmart, Annabelle Comes Home, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Stuber. The contact high segment will be a recap of Ace Comic-Con, which is taking place at the CenturyLink Event Center here in Seattle from Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th. Right now, the 206.com podcast is available on Anchor FM, and Spotify with more podcast outlets coming soon. You can always find episodes posted on 206.com and on all of the 206.com social media channels. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there. Go watch a movie and give someone a big hug. Until next time, this is Mark with the 206.com podcast.